This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, here we go, boys. that sound. This is a good one. Ain't nothing but a jeep thing, baby. That's a good way to start a podcast. All right. I'll show off my very white rapping skills. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. I have with me today, Eric Frank. Welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here. That's like a an official introduction. I don't usually do. I usually just start yammering on, but oh uh, yeah, it felt it felt right. It felt right. All right, where are the, you're the first taxidermist that I've had on the show, and I've actually been wanting to get one on for a while. Yeah, well, I'm flattered. So I um, get to be the first. Are you <laughs> just popping cherries? Um, <laughs> are you? Do you just do fish? Cause that's how that's I saw your post on a um, a bluegill job you did that was just amazing actually. Yep, I specialize in just doing fish. Okay, that is that's that's pretty cool. I actually went to school for taxidermy right out of high school. Yeah. Um, did nothing with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, turns, a lot, like a lot of other guys well, that go yeah, to taxidermy yeah, school. Yeah. Well, it turns out you need um, you know a little bit of startup capital, and right. I had none, so. A little, little hard to do taxidermy without uh, some essential equipment. Which, yeah, I hear you there. Which I did not have, so it it didn't happen. Um, I don't really regret it. I, I think it would have been fun. <clears throat> yeah, I, I enjoy it. I really enjoyed it when I when I did it. And the fun part about um, fish, I thought, 
You know, as you get done and you're, you're this is a skin mount. Do you do replicas at all or just skin mount? I do mostly skin mounts. I'd say probably 70% skin mounts or 70% replicas and about 30% skin mounts. Is your preference a skin mount? I would rather do replicas. Oh, you would? It's, okay. Yeah, it's just I can get them done faster. It's a lot less mess. Well, that, that and, part is 100% true. I mean, I haven't done a replica, but I can imagine not having to scrape the skin and, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you don't have, you don't have that whole mess to get rid of yeah. in your garbage in yeah, the you middle of the summer when it's ninety degrees outside. You don't have to worry about seventy five percent of the crappie scales falling off because you oh, touched yeah. it one oh, too many man. times. Crappies are the worst. <laughs> they are the worst. <laughs> the worst. The worst. It's like oh my god. Uh, so many it's levels. Like, it's like stop. You're looking at it too hard. They're gonna fall <laughs> off. Yeah, there are a lot of guys will cut the head right off a crappie and skin them that way, mm-hmm. and put an artificial head on it. Okay, but I don't know. At that point, why not just get a replica? Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, he, our instructor taught us, you know, right away with a little bit of clay and a and a straw to to replicate the scales, you know, because yeah. they all fall off when you're flushing them or whatever. It, it's kind of oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah, I save the scales. And then I take super glue at the end before I paint oh, them, wow. and I slip them back in where they need to go with super glue. It's super tedious. Oh my god, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> sounds terrible, but it speaks to your quality. I mean, it's got to be done. Yeah, exactly. It's very tedious. Um, but the interesting thing I, I liked about the the fish when I in school when I was doing them was how you know you you get done putting them on the form and they dry out and they're just like bland black and white they don't look like anything all their yeah they don't look like a whole lot all their colors gone right and then like the very first like bit of base coat or clear coat i don't really remember the the order anymore but it's like as soon as you apply anything like that color just starts kind of coming out again it's like holy smokes that part was just layer upon layer of color to get the the right effect yeah because my first perch i did was like um, I don't know. It would be a good reference. Like um, the Mimi Rogers, anybody that watched the Drew Carey show, if you're old enough, okay. of, of, of the perch world. Because oh, no. I went like, oh, they're green and they're orange. And it's like, oh, my God, I just made a clown. This thing looks yeah. like. Uh, hey, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, though. it was basically the red light district version of a peacock bass when I was done. It was not good. it was was bad um but yeah then i realized less was more and uh the next the next few ones i did turned out decent so i wouldn't go as far as say good but they were decent yeah it takes a lot of time and practice to get good at just like anything else yeah so how long have you been doing it well i kind of taught myself how to do skin mounts when i was 14 years old i think really I I did small batches for friends and family like through the years. But just really got serious about it maybe seven, eight years ago. All right. About five years ago, I kind of set a goal for myself because I wanted to get out of doing auto body stuff. So I was like, well, if I can be doing just fish within the next five years, I'll be happy. It only took about two years, and I got busy enough to be doing fish full-time. That's pretty sweet. 
Yeah. Um, were you like so you self taught like run us through that process like you were watching YouTube videos um, or did you buy books uh, or like what what like um, back then I don't even think there was YouTube <laughs> okay I don't know how I don't uh, was mostly books from the library and I ordered some just really cheesy little taxidermy manuals from the supply company and kind of just dug into it and I taught myself with books. Did you go through Van Dyke's or who was that? Um, I think it was Wasco at the time. Okay. I think, I think Van Dyke's and Wasco all merged together with McKenzie now. So it's all oh, one big McKenzie, company. That was the other one I forgot about. Yeah, McKenzie was the big one for fish for sure. Um, When did you break into your, like, when was your first replica that you did? So for me, the thing with uh, replicas, I, I didn't, I've never done one, but I, with my experience with, a skin mount where that like i said those patterns and that kind of color kind of comes through and gives yeah. you a little bit of a paint by number thing to do right. well with a replica you got nothing that's a blank slate yeah, like, you're, you, you're you starting gotta, with a white gel coated yeah blank slate. Like, you gotta add everything that, that to me that seems like it would be harder but maybe not i don't know i mean if you learn the technique called antiquing which is basically you're laying down a like either black or brownish black wash over the whole replica. And then you take steel wool or a scuff pad and you scuff it to knock down all the high spots. That'll give you most of your detail. Okay. Most of your scale detail. Hot pro tip. Yeah. For all the backyard taxes. Not afraid to give away some tips. <laughs> I mean, with YouTube and the internet nowadays, it's pretty easy to like find the advanced techniques out there maybe, maybe most, need, most guys are willing to share maybe you need to start a tiktok channel yeah <laughs> that's the new thing man you can all make right. money doing it you might so like all you have to do is set up a camera while you're doing it mm-hmm. put some like put some music behind it you got like type right. it up it has those auto reader function yeah. thingies on there so I'm sure if i started a youtube channel i could get a pretty good following on yeah, that too that too you use them both. You bring use the TikTok to bring people to your YouTube channel, and boom. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're just cutting fat checks from TikTok. <laughs> just wear a thong or something. You'll be super huge. Yeah, I'm not sure it works with guys, but <laughs> sure it seems to be pretty successful with the ladies. All right. Like, uh, dude. Not too far off the subject, but I don't know if you go on TikTok at all. But I, uh, yeah, I don't do TikTok. I do, unfortunately, and it's a huge time suck. So don't don't get into it. But, um, it's crazy to me how the most benign, random shit has like hundreds of thousands of views. I don't, yeah, I right. don't get it. I I do not understand, like. How did this get popular? But anyways, all right, we'll get back like, on subject. <laughs> like those just... pineapple-haired kids in Florida. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Island boys. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, those. That's a perfect example. Well, at least they're a freak show. I mean, that that right. that I get. Like, <laughs> one of the big things about TikTok is people um, just lip syncing. Like they just they lip sync to oh, yeah. like. Um, I don't know, like different scenes out of a movie or whatever. And like, that's what they do. And they're huge. And then lately I've been noticing there's a bunch of pages that are literally just movie scenes. Like, I don't even know how they get away with doing that. Like, how, how is that not mm-hmm. like, that, like copyrighted or something? Yeah, I, I, like, how do they not get shut down for that? And these pages have like, like I said, they're like 
tens of thousands of followers and views. It's like they're not creating anything. They're just reposting somebody else's work. Like, how is that okay? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get that either. It's just nuts. But anyways, what's your uh, favorite fish to do? Favorite fish? Mm, I'd say bass. I'm a big bass guy. I like bass fishing. That a boy. Yeah, I, I knew. I knew you were cool. It's a good thing you didn't say gravel carp. We had, had any words. Uh, I, I do so many. I do so many walleyes and crappies. And when I get to do a bass, I'm like, yes, sweet. Yeah, people don't keep them much. Yeah, for sure. mostly mostly replicas of bass, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true too. Yeah. What do, What do people usually get? Like, what's their when you're doing a replica, like what what is what are people's like trophy level? Like when you start, people bring some. Do is it like a 20 inch bass, 21 inch bass? Like what's the most common trophy size? Um, yeah, 20 20 inch plus. Okay. Usually fish around that six pound range. I get a lot of those. That's a good one in Minnesota, boy. That's... I've actually got a I've got a Minnesota bass replica right now that I'm working on. 24 and a half inches. Ooh, a green one or brown one? A green one. Oh my god! That's uh, about an eight and a half pounder. Dude, that's a giant that thing. Is, that thing is crazy big. And that's a replica. So I just gave you the measurements and, mm-hmm. and some pictures. Yeah, that's cool. That's, yeah. dude, that's a giant. <laughs> oh my god. One of the best. One of the best things about my job is seeing all the big fish that come in. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Oh, that was uh, the other. Didn't you just do a giant flathead catfish? A 45 incher. <laughs> How was that? As I've always said, was that a replica or was that a skin mount? That was a replica. Okay, because I've always heard that catfish are like a huge pain in the ass. As yeah, for skin I'll, mount wise. Yeah, I'll never skin mount a catfish or trout for that matter. They're yeah, just so oily. Right, but it still seemed like even that. So I was following your post, and it, and it sounded like it was quite the endeavor to to get that flathead done like what, what yeah just just working on fish that big just takes longer than okay. like panfish just and stuff like that more paint obviously uh, and if you've ever seen a flathead catfish they have so many crazy markings and vermiculations and everything in their skin that it takes forever to paint yeah you don't really think about it did they did you get good um pictures to go with it i didn't have the greatest picture but I found a couple good photos online, and I had another buddy send me a few pictures of flathead that he had that he caught. And he, he caught some that were real similarly colored to this one. Okay. So I, I had some good photos to work from. Well, that's good. Do you find that, like, um, do you have to fill in the blanks a lot? Like when people just don't take great pictures or, like, do you even get some people that request, like, Here's this, like, you know, depending on, like, let's, a walleye, for example, depending on the, the lake you get it out of, that thing can be, like, gray. Or, gray. Know, like, hardly, or, or, or real gold. Or super or real, pale yellow. Yeah, you know, like, like doesn't, some, a lot of the river fish are yeah, real doesn't pale, look great not at Mississippi. All. Do they want it to look like that, or do they want that stereotypical black and gold? Uh, typically people want it to look like the fish they caught. Okay. That's good. That I actually think that's good. Cause that's how I would be. I would feel right. like, yeah, I you, like customers like that. Yeah. If you paint it different, it's like, that ain't the fish you caught buddy. <laughs> you know, I had a, I had a, a big pike that I had caught in Mille Lacs. I got a replica of it and 
to the point, like, he had some battle wounds on him. Like, he had a bunch of just marks on his back, and I made sure to take pictures of it. And the I sent the guy I brought it to. I was like, I want this on there. Right. Yeah. Some some people don't want that kind of thing. I usually when I look at their photo, their fish, and it's got big scars or like lamprey marks on muskies. I'll usually ask them if they want that on there. Some guys do. Some guys don't. But yeah. you know, I'd, I'd put I'd it try on to there make, for sure. I mean, yeah, I, that's I like, try to make it look exactly like their fish yeah, is the goal. That's a badge of honor, man. Like, right. I was talking to um, an African safari guy and. He was like, you know, everybody comes down here and they want these like high fence lines. Nobody wants a wild line. And I was like, really? That seems opposite. I, I would feel oh. like the drive would be like a wild and free, you know, whatever line. He's like, no, because wild lions are beat the shit. Oh, yeah, constantly fighting scars everywhere you know their manes are patchy they're this that and the other thing i'm like that just makes me want a wild one even more <laughs> like to me you know having scar on your <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, in your trophy animals room, got a story to tell <laughs> hell yeah and i don't want you know i don't i don't want this like pampered oh, right look like a baby that's cat. all right i mean cage. sure it's a wonderful uh specimen of of you know that good representation of that species or whatever but it's like that's i mean i don't know that's that's just me personally like give me the battle worn battle scarred lived tooth and claw like that's yeah. that's what yeah, i would I'm, want I'm, so yeah i'm with you there you catch a giant fish i want it i want to see it like that for sure i actually saw somebody got one i don't maybe you did i don't i don't remember who did the taxi around but somebody had like it was like a triple lobed a bluegill, not low, but like the tail. It was yeah, like, um, yeah, that was a bluegill replica that? that I just recently did. Oh, that you did do that one. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of trippy. How did you How did you do that one? Did you have to glue on a tailpiece because they don't make molds like that. Yeah, I had, to, I had to cut a section out of the original tail and then kind of splice in. I used like a piece of a fin. Was it a skin mount? That was a replica. Oh, it was. Okay, yeah. that was. That was nuts. I never seen anything like that. Yeah, that was the first first one I've seen like that. How big was it? Uh, I would say ten and a half yeah, inches. Yeah, it, it looked like it was a decent sized bluegill too. Yeah. What's the smallest fish you've done? Smallest? Um, I've done little bait fish, just to accompany a fish in sure. a mount. Yeah, yeah. But other other than that, I've done. I bought a four and a half inch green sunfish. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was a guy's <laughs> kid's first fish. Oh, okay. That makes that sense. Had to get it mounted. <laughs> sure. That makes sense. Uh, I was going to get an eight and a half inch crappie done. Um, yeah. Because it's the biggest eight and a half inch crappie of all time. So my uh, Minnesota maid partner, Joel, uh, a couple years ago, we were fishing Clearwater. And we ended up. We ended up winning that day, but, like, almost didn't. Like, for the most of the day, we didn't have our limit, and we were short um, some crappies. And I'm not sure if you're too familiar with the our tournament structure, but it's um, seven and seven, and then, you know, seven gills, seven crappies, and if you have yeah. that, you get a bonus fish. <clears throat> so we, I think we were, we still needed three crappies, I believe. And then, you know, we're jumping around and we went back to the spot. All of a sudden I catch, it's like one thirty. 
you know, like day's almost over. And all of a sudden I catch another crappie. I was like, Oh hell yeah. Like I got this, this might happen. And then, you know, Joel catches one and then he catches a little one and he said he almost threw it back, but he's like, ah, cause they have to be a minimum of eight inches. The crappies do okay. eight inches uh, for crappies, seven inches for bluegills. And so he's like, ah, I better measure it just in case. And that thing was eight and a half inches. And that was, that gave us our seven crappies. So we were able to weigh eight bluegills. So what we call a goofy bag in the league, because, you know, in a perfect world, you'll weigh eight crappies and seven bluegills because crappies generally weigh more than bluegills. Um, But yeah, so then that we ended up winning that day. And I was like, dude, I was going to actually have that eight and a half inch mounted (laughs) and then give it to him as a gift. And then I, I just gotten a, in the mode of cleaning and I zipped right through it and didn't even think about it. I was like, Oh, oh sh-. didn't even, didn't even realize it until like the next day. I was like, Oh crap. I cleaned that fish. <laughs> so I actually called around and see if somebody would be able to get a replica of one. They're like, nobody makes them old that small. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like why would they? Yeah. If I remember, I'll do some checking around. There might be one that small. Yeah. I don't, it didn't sound like it, but I was like, well, whatever that ship has sailed <laughs> it would have it would have been funny it would just it would have been right it would have, it would have had a really good story to go along with it but for sure <laughs> yeah uh man what uh so you like fishing for bass you personally is that generally if you go out that's what you're doing yeah usually in the summer that's mostly what i do is bass all right are you fishing any tournaments or anything like that just for fun yeah, the last two, three years I fished a league with a buddy, a Wednesday night Greenhorn League. Oh, Greenhorn League. Okay, right on. Yeah, uh, did pretty did pretty good last year. We finished tied for second. Nice. So not too bad. No, not too bad at all. Is that a, it's, that's a team event? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't done that. I haven't done any team events yet. Um, That would be fun, though. Yeah, I like it. I like fishing competitively. Same. See, I just like, it's like if I'm not guiding someone or I'm not pre-fishing for a tournament or fishing a tournament, it's like if I don't have anything going that day and it's just a wide open day to go fishing, you know, most people are like, oh, great, you can just go fun fishing. I actually have a hard time getting motivated. <laughs> like, I get really lazy. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah, I probably should go fishing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, I like having that extra something to fish for you know it's like right i've caught fish you know it's not that like i don't like catching fish obviously i do and once i've finally dragged you know those those cases happen and i finally drag my carcass out of bed and i get in the car and i go to the lake and i go fishing i have a great time and i'm like fine thank god i went out here this is way better than sitting on the couch um but i, I just i've caught fish before so it's not like unless i'm doing something new and different just don't really get super fired up about it unless I have like a higher purpose. Like I said, you're guiding yeah. or there's a tournament and I, and I'm a competitive person. So I just, I love tournaments. I just, I want to do more of them honestly, but yeah, same here. I'd, I'd jump into a tournament any chance I get. Yeah. I, I need to just like, I think I found a couple last year. I'm pretty sure I follow them on Facebook. I need to just kind of start looking around, but these there's all sorts of just cash ones. You know, you just show up at the launch yeah. the day of, give them 40 bucks and you're in, you know, like I just need yeah. to do more of that. But with that said, I also want to, you know, um, still chasing the, 
you know, angle of the year for my club, Loon State. And so I, you know, I haven't won that yet. I came in second one year. Last year I didn't take care. Well, I missed two two events. So that didn't help. Um, but I, you know, I'd like to take that trophy home one year. So that I, you know, even though it's a club event, I take them pretty serious. You know, I pre-fish them and, you know, I want to do really well. So that's, that's high on my list of things to do too. So if I fish cash tournament, that's taken away from pre-fishing. And therein lies my dilemma. Yeah. Uh, Me me and a couple friends fished a crappie tournament the other weekend. It was two weeks ago on Minnetonka. Oh, on Tonka. Was that 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 making memories one? That was it. Okay. How'd you do? There's some there's some serious hammers that fish that one. Hell yeah. (laughs) Out of forty two boats, we got seventh. There you go. So or actually fifth. We got seventh last year. This year we got fifth. So we're moving in the right direction on that tournament. That's against some real sticks out there. Holy smokes. Oh yeah. That ain't no joke. Where'd you end up finding? I don't mean spots. Like what what like depth of water, like what was the pattern? Yeah, we were fishing. I mean, seven and ten feet. Okay, because it was still pretty cold then, wasn't it? Yeah, that that day was super cold and rainy. The water was only maybe forty-five degrees, if that. Yeah, that water warmed up quick. Yeah, now it's like sixty-five. Well, it's supposed to be like ninety degrees tomorrow, so God knows what it'll be this weekend. <laughs> yeah, we'll get the fish fired up. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like Memorial Day weekend will be snowing or something because Mother Nature is just bipolar yeah, i can't make your mind see that happening we've had no spring like it's just it went to from winter to summer and yeah hopefully it'll kind of dial it back but i'm not gonna hold my breath you just never know i mean what last year minute because this weekend's minnesota opener and last <clears throat> wasn't it snowing last year oh yeah we were fishing i was fishing smallmouth bass in the snow last opener uh where'd you go for that it was brutal I went just north of Mille Lacs. Oh, okay. Right on. I think I know what lake it is. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people know what lake it is. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> I, I actually grew up on that lake. Freaking awesome. Really? That's a fun uh, lake. My grandparents used to live on it. Thinking about it, it's, uh, it's a fun lake. We'll, we'll keep the name of that one out of the situation. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. I, if it's lake I think of, and I could be mixing up two lakes, but I'm pretty sure it's the same one. Um, you know, we caught a bunch of largemouth on there, uh, one year. Is it the same lake? I might be mixing this up, but it's another lake in that area if it's not the same lake. And the largemouth we were catching, I, they look like spots. Now, I know we're not supposed to have spotted bass in this state, but I haven't seen largemouth with red eyes before either. So I don't know what the hell was going on, <laughs> but they, I was like, mm. they didn't look completely like spots, you know, cause I have caught spots before fishing down south, but yeah, just the markings on them are real yeah. vibrant. Well, and they're different, you know, they actually have like, you know, below the lateral line marker, they yeah. have spots, you know, there's just like a speck on each scale almost. Whereas like large mouth don't really have that, you know, and their bar markings kind of go above and below their lateral line kind of right and that doesn't really happen with spots but no these bass they legitimately had red eyes i'm talking red red not just like a red tint like rock bass red so yeah, i don't I've know seen, i've seen that too with large mouth coming out of like really cold water yeah but it was it was 
fairly early, but it wasn't uh-huh. like crazy early. And maybe that was the thing. But they were up in shallow water. It was up this big rocky uh-huh. flat, and they were up um, pre-spawning, I think. Uh-huh. So it had to be late May. I don't know. It was weird. I hadn't caught a largemouth like that in Minnesota. I was like, this is kind of tripping me out. I should go back <laughs> through my pictures. I'm sure, I'm sure I have a picture of one somewhere. But I was like, I don't know. Maybe they're just mixed with... Maybe there's some smallmouth bass genes in there somewhere down the line. I don't know. It was never, weird. Never, never know. But it was like we got multiples like that. So it's like this apparently is just what the largemouth looked like in this lake. And it was crazy. Huh. Yeah, it was pretty wicked. That would be one. How, how would you do that? You'd have to like, I guess you'd just buy a red eye, huh? And yeah, pop, pop it in there. Paint your own eyes for it. How is that? Like, how do you get? How do you paint an eye to make it look uh, real? They make they make blank eyes with just the the pupil painted in there already. Okay. And you just paint them from the inside. Oh, you paint them from the inside. That I was gonna yeah. say. You had. To, I was like, do you then have to go over it with the clear coat a bunch of times to get that that look? But painting from the inside that makes sense. Yeah, it's basically just in a a glass or a cr- acrylic lens that gets painted from the inside. All right, that looks. I almost prefer to paint my own eyes. It really? just gives, takes it to that next level. Sure, get a little more realism it, in there. But it's super tedious. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you like the tedious stuff though? Like, I feel like you know when it comes to like art, you know whether it's a painting or a sculpture, it's like, yeah, it's tedious. It takes a long time. But I think like when you're done and you actually step back. You're like, right. okay, I'm glad I went look, through all the bullshit. Yeah, you look at the finished product and it's like, yep. Yeah, in in that, the that looks, that looks way moment, nicer than just doing a quickie with all store bought pre pre made stuff. Yeah, like in the moment where you're sitting there and you know you got like a a paint pen and you're like putting a dot on every literally every little scale <laughs> tip, you know, because the um so the guy who, yeah the guy who did my pike was doing that and I was like oh my god, but I, I gotta tell you it looks amazing. I mean, if, if you just try to do that with an airbrush, it would not look as good yeah. there's, there's no way yeah, i think what you're what you're talking about is the scale tipping mm-hmm. yep yeah there's a lot of guys don't do that but to me i think it's a necessity on a lot of different species that scale tipping just brings that fish to life yeah for sure well it did on that pike for sure like it was he did a really good job on it the only part the only part that sucked is and i didn't even i didn't even notice it so it was a 42-inch pike, I believe. Mm-hmm. Was it 44? 42 or 44, I don't remember now. Um, yeah, really good one. Got on the lax, through the ice. Six-pound test. It was great. No, nice. Yeah. And uh, Doug Glimmerveen from the SmackDown Outdoor podcast was at my house. We were recording a podcast, and he's looking at that fish. He's like, that's 42 inches? I'm like, yeah. He's like, man, I feel like I've caught one that big before then if that i'm like i mean, I, I, go, I don't know i guess i never measured it i mean i told him it was you know 42 and he ordered a 42 inch blank i guess like so sure as shit grab a tape measure and no that thing was like 38 inches oh no i was like oh crap ignorance was bliss like i i mean i was super happy with it you know what i mean until right. i found out it wasn't you know so i contacted him and and he made it right you know and he was like well do you want your money back or do you want you know, me to do another one. And I said, God, I hate being this guy, but 
that's not my fish. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like uh, now that I know it's not the right measurement, uh, now we have an issue. Yeah, it's gonna bug me. So I'm like, I, I mean, the good news is if you, if somebody brings you a 38, you got one done. Like you, you know, go. <laughs> like turnaround time on that one's gonna be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, like holy next, crap. Next day, that sucker. Right, they're like holy crap. That was really fast. Um, but yeah, that 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 part did suck. But what are you gonna do? He's he and he's like, yeah. He's like, I ordered a forty-two. I guess from now on, I I guess I'm gonna have to start double checking them when they send them to me. I guess it's not because like I've never really had that issue before, and I believed him. Yeah. You know, it just was like. It was just a shitty situation. I recently did a 40-inch pike for a guy, and he put his order in well over a year ago, and I told him like a six to eight-month turnaround. And a mix-up from the blank company, I didn't catch it right away. They sent me two 30-inchers when I ordered a 30-inch and a 40-inch. Oh, no. (laughs) It took me a while to figure out. Why do I got the second 30 incher? <laughs> yeah. Going through all your orders, like, did I miss yeah, that, this one? That, but that was supposed to be a 40 incher. Uh, no. But at least I caught that one. Yeah. And I didn't paint that as a 40 incher. That's crazy. Did you, um, no, I've seen your name floating around. Like, some, you've donated, I think, a couple things to, was it HHO or Future Anglers of Minnesota? Or both? Am I? Uh, I think I've donated. Yeah, I've donated a couple of free mounts to Hometown Heroes. Oh, that's, I think it was Hometown Heroes. Okay, that makes and sense. And also the Memories Made tournament. I've donated okay. to there a couple times. Right on. That's super cool. Var- various other fishing contests and like silent auction stuff. Right. Oh, that's great. I try to give back when I can. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And we definitely appreciate it for the HHO stuff. That's. That stuff's pretty cool. Um, being able to have that event is just so cool already. And then having that option, you know, it's like big fish gets a replica or something like that. Right. Just, that just makes it even, even cooler yet. Like that's for sure that, that event is just growing and growing. Like it's, it just has taken a life of its own. Like it's uh, yeah. it's a thing. It's a thing now. <laughs> Had pretty meager, humble beginnings, but it has turned into a thing. And, yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I'm pretty, pretty stoked about it. Um, I like the, I like all my HHO peeps. Yeah, they're a great cause too. Oh yeah, for sure. And run by just salt of the earth people too. I mean, that's yeah. That's just it makes it an organization that like. You're just you're not just okay with with helping out, but you actually look forward to and any excuse to help them out, pretty much. For sure. So if anybody here is listening and it has not gone and you know to the hometown heroes Facebook page and followed it, go do it now. <laughs> Unless you're driving, wait till you get home. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it's a great organization. Um, so you never branched. Have you branched out any other taxidermy birds or anything like that? Do you have any interest? Uh, When I was younger, I tried to do a squirrel. I tried to do a rabbit. I tried to do a duck. I got about halfway through and just ended up throwing the thing in the garbage. Yeah, ducks are 
Tough. I, may have, I may have left it in my parents' freezer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah, getting that fat off the ducks, that's a whole nother thing. Oh, man. man. Um, yeah. I had a beautiful mallard I was going to do. Just a big drake. Oh, I just fleshing the thing was just not my forte yeah it, it's uh, i didn't have the right tools to do it and that's it just, the thing it just didn't happen yeah if you didn't have like that wire wheel thing like that's like right. that's key man i don't know how you would do one without it but yeah i did some in, in school again the you know, the first couple ones are just an absolute disaster um, <laughs> i don't think any of mine have survived over the years multiple moves but i mean i know i the first one i did was a mallard and Oh my God. Um, instead of fitting the skin to the form, I just kept making the form bigger because of like the skin okay. was so loose because I'd stretch it out in the fleshing process. This thing looked like a feathered submarine with the mallard head on it. It was no, so no. long. <laughs> it was so it was so stupid. Oh, it was so dumb. Uh, my sister wanted it. I'm like, well, you can have it if you want it, I guess. She's like, I think it looks good. It's like, thankfully, you don't know what a mallard looks like, apparently, because they don't look like that. But I did I did a um, a buffalo head that actually turned out pretty good. And that, yeah, those are cool birds. Yeah, I I, uh, I carted that around with a, full, with a, a few different moves, and I think one move the head popped off or something. I don't, I don't remember exactly what the fate of that one was, but. It ended up dying too. So, <laughs> but like I said, I never did anything with it, and I still yeah. toy around with the idea from time to time because I need another hobby, like a hole in the head. But um, every now and again, I get the I get a hair up my ass. I'm like, God, maybe I should get back into it. Just just doing birds, just like for myself or for friends, just for you know, in the winter time. But honestly, I haven't really had that thought since I joined Minnesota Made. That pretty much takes up all of my spare time <laughs> in the winter because if I'm not fishing tournament, I'm pre-fishing for it and, and every single minute of free time that I have. So, but, but there's stuff like pheasants where, you know, you don't really have to flush those. I, th I feel like those would be pretty easy. Uh -oh. I don't know. It's, it's, is there anything you're working towards? Like you have some like bucket list fish you, you want to do? Well, uh -oh. I did a peacock bass. That was a bucket list. That you, one turned out pretty sweet. Okay, you did do one. I mean, I and, guess you don't really need somebody to bring you fish. I mean, that's the beauty of replicas, right? Yeah, you, can you just do a replica. Like, hey, I feel like mm, painting up a, I don't know. It'd be pretty cool. A rooster to, fish. Maybe. You know, like, I'll just yeah. order a rooster fish blank. I think it'd be pretty cool to do, like, a arapaima. Oh, yeah. Those, those, the, things are just, those things are just badass. Dude, they're so badass. And the way that they're little red scales or red outlines uh, of scales that so cool so dope i would love to go catch one that's fucking mm, yeah. for sure i'm gonna go down to south america i'll get you one yeah it'd be pretty cool <laughs> to get a group together and go down to the amazon heck yeah oh man <laughs> that would be dope yeah and save, I, save up about 10 g's first yeah yeah <laughs> it's not cheap but man it would be worth it uh, well and again you're going to so cool. save up more for the taxidermy bill too because i mean that's the right. thing it's like I'm a huge waterfowler too, so it's like if I, you know, go up to Alaska or you go to Argentina for the, you know, these exotic ducks, and we call them exotics, they're just the ducks they have down there, but you're, you're going down there for trophies too. Like, you're not just going there to shoot birds, you know, you want to bring some stuff back, so it's like yeah, you exactly. have to factor in, you know, 
the extra money for that. Uh, and I would for sure be doing that if I went to South America. Like the Arapaima would be great, but anywhere down along the Amazon would just be so crazy awesome. All the different yeah, kind man. of catfish species they have down there. <laughs> right. Um, just everything, man. The different kinds of piranha, the Arapaimas, the Arawanas, the what do they have? The wolf fish, I think they got those down there. Yeah. Dorado. Like, dude, so much. Like just uh, so many things. Like uh, I don't you'd have to go down there for like ten days. Oh yeah, yeah. Weekend wouldn't cut it. No, not even close. There's no way. <laughs> there's just no freaking way. Like it'd be cool to do like the they do like a houseboat tour down yeah. the river. Yep. And then they got fishing guides that'll take you right off of that boat and take you fishing. Yeah, they totally like, they cook all your meals and everything. Yep. Uh, that would be such a fun trip. They just tow like a couple fishing boats behind the houseboat. Mm-hmm. And yep. That would be the way to do it, man. That would be. That would be amazing. And then, you know, you're on the boat, so you don't have to worry about scorpions and spiders crawling in your sleeping bag at night. So I feel like that's, that's a plus. Exactly. That's a win. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm kind of into all that shit too, but I'm not necessarily want to cuddle up to one in the middle of the night. But no. um, I'd probably want to stomp around the jungle looking for poisonous snakes or something stupid. That's, that's kind of what I do. Um, I know I'm weird like that, but into all that shit but hell, hell now you can go to the you can go to florida and have a hell of an exotic trip now that like it's just a melting pot of species down there now right people yeah. can't stop letting shit go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got reticulated pythons you got burmese pythons down there all the different fish species like that's actually on like next year i'm doing that um so i went to florida this year and we didn't really do we fished for bass and but then every pond has like tilapia and like Mayan cichlids in it. It's yeah. just crazy. And then all these different canals, you get knife fish, and those would be a fun one, I think, to paint up. Yeah, those, those look pretty those cool. Knives, those look those look pretty cool. As far mm-hmm. as I know, those are only in one lake, that Lake Ida, just outside of Miami, I think. Yeah, that's um, the only problem with exotic stuff like that. It's a lot of people want a replica of it, and it's super hard to find blanks. Really. I mean, I've seen, like with knife fish, I've seen. Not a lot to choose from. They, yeah, they probably don't have a lot of them, but I've seen them. I mean, people are getting them done for sure. Yeah, I know of a, a couple different blanks that are out there. Uh, they must be. More and more popular they get, I suppose. Maybe companies will start pumping out more. Have you ever made your own? Like made a, I, made a mold? No I, no, I haven't messed with actually molding and casting my own fish yet. Yet. There's the magic word. Maybe yes. someday. <laughs> my my book right now is thick, so I don't see it happening anytime soon. I mean, think that you make the molds and then you get to just sell the molds. You don't have to do any of the work and you're going to make that much more money. Yeah, I've got a buddy in South Dakota that does that, so I've been I've been sending him sending, fish. Sending stuff for that? Yeah. All right, well, maybe if I get down there and I catch one of those big, you want me to save you a big knife fish? For a for a mold, can do yeah, it. Probably <laughs> sound <I'll> reluctant. <laughs> probably, probably not the most most lucrative blank <laughs> to do. <laughs> well, supply and demand. You can charge a lot for it. Right. There's not many, right? I, I assume that's how it is. Are they more expensive? Um. Usually, the blanks run just a certain uh, cost per inch. 
no matter the fish. Yeah, it's usually around seven to ten dollars per inch, no matter the fish. All right. Some blanks are a lot better quality than others. Need you get? I need to get you like a nice big, like a seventy pound um, tarpon too. You can. That would be cool. I've, always, <laughs> I've been wanting to do a tarpon. Really? That'd be kind of. Uh, I've been like, wanting to do a redfish too, which oh. I might have one of those coming up soon. Well, that I can. That I mean, I have a couple nice ones I've already caught. I mean, yeah, but it would be expensive. <laughs> like, I've caught. I got some that are like forty-four inches. So, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's an expensive one. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a like. What do you charge for like? What would that be? Well, twenty-five bucks an inch. Times, you know, do the math. Yikes! I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> it was it a lot be... easier when I was charging twenty dollars an inch yeah, to yeah, do the yeah. math. But now well, I, I bumped my prices up this year. Got to divide. Now, it by now four. I use a calculator. Right. Yeah. Just divide it by four. So that's it's forty. So that's ten. There's a thousand, and then another four. Right. So there's another twenty-five. So it's a thousand twenty-five. Yeah. Oof. Oofta. It'd be cool though. I mean, that would be actually, cool to I have on the wall. I caught like a thirty-eight inch tag one last year, last fall. That's cool. Yeah, I'm actually going to. Um, we fish out of Charleston, South Carolina. My brother lives down there. His boat. I'm actually headed there Sunday. Pretty, pretty excited about that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. If I had an extra grand laying around, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd make it a point to go. Get you, like I said, I could use one. I already, I've, I've caught a few of them now over 40, so i got some good specimens. But I suppose at this point, I kind of wait. I think I need to wait for a 50-inch here. That'd be a good one. Because, honestly, 40s aren't that uncommon. So, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't know. I've never caught one or fished for them. Yeah. Some, or, I mean, some, I, actually, I wouldn't mind getting list. a smaller one Um, if you get one that's got, like, um, there's some that get, like, crazy looking spots right. and i haven't caught one of these yet but there's some they, they call them leopards and they're literally just spotted throughout their whole side is spotted they look so cool that'd be so, a fun paint job all right that would be cool so and right. i haven't ever seen like a really big one of those so if i catch like a you know 24 inch or something it's like eh, do that that wouldn't be too expensive and be super neat really that cool. would be cool so i'll keep an eye out for that we'll get you we'll get you one of those Sounds good. Yeah, and I, I do have, I do have the ability to get you a redfish if you, if you so wish. Take a trip to Charleston. I can make it happen. It's on the bucket list. <laughs> soon as soon as they start stocking arapaima down there, oh my I'm god, going. <laughs> That's it. Uh, we don't need that. They're actually they're probably down there already. I would not be surprised. <laughs> Those things would just eat everything. Oh my god! What else is new? Everything down there eats everything. <laughs> I actually think I. It wasn't that long ago I saw somebody caught a um, an Amazonian uh, catfish in one of those ponds. Yeah. It was um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's one that has a real long like shovel nose and like they're silver with black like almost tiger striping on it. They're really cool looking. Yeah. Probably someone, someone's pet at one point. Oh, I'm sure, because I know I've seen them in, in pet stores before. They get huge, and yeah. I'm sure it outgrew somebody's tank, and boop, into the pond it goes. And they just need one other person to do that, and if they're both male and female, we have a problem. Yep. <laughs> so I would not be surprised at all 
if someday air pimas are a thing in South Florida, it just seems like that's the place to drop shit off. It's like the world's lost and found for <laughs> for, for, for jungle species. I don't know, it's so weird. It's uh, just I don't get it. But not everything can live there because it's warm, but it's not that warm. Like they do get, you know, they're far enough north that they still get some cold spells and your true like equatorial species just can't quite, can't quite cut it. Right. You know, another cool one would be is uh, like a tiger fish from the Congo. No, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Dude, those things are like demon striped bass. Yeah, <laughs> That's basically what they look teeth. like. <laughs> yeah, just like. They almost look like cartoon teeth. Like if you're drawing a monster fish, like that's what you would, the kind of teeth you'd They don't look real. Like they don't like, those aren't fish teeth. What the hell? Like there's not another fish in the world that has teeth like that. Those things are crazy. Oh, or the payara. That's one we can catch in South America. I forgot about those. The vampire fish. Right. Yeah, those are cool. Dude, those are crazy. Those are crazy. I actually think those would be like, have a, um, do some like beetle work on a skull of one of those I think would be pretty crazy right. to actually see the teeth like going up into the the slots in the head yeah I think it'd be that would be nuts so you're into tournament fishing um have you got into competitive ice fishing yet I have not I mean we probably have a couple I openings mean, in Minnesota made this year I'm just I mean, saying. other than like other than like the Lions Club, you know, little oh yeah, 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 con- you know, contest, the, the contest, you know, yeah, it's more of a drawing than a yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> than yeah, fishing, no. yeah, Minnesota made is not that. <laughs> Get a partner, get a team together. Yeah. It's super fun, man. I, yeah. I love it. I've had a few buddies hounding on me to yeah join those. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> that's just a big commitment it is I'm, 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 I'm usually busy with work yeah I won't blow smoke up your ass it is a commitment and if you want to be competitive you gotta you gotta put in the time you gotta put in the time there is there is a definite correlation to hours spent pre-fishing oh, to yeah. success like for sure exactly for sure um, but it is also a great way to up your just ice fishing game like um oh, man, you I, learn you learn a lot oh fishing God, stuff like learn, that you learn so much i mean i had i thought i was a pretty good angler already like when i joined like my buddy joel and i joined because we basically fished tournament style when we were just fishing for fun like we were never satisfied with just you know going to the community hole and catching dinkers yeah, you know like yeah you want to find the pot of yep, big fish we're always finding our own fish we're looking for bigger fish like we're just never you know we're like we should do this like we are but this is what we do anyways like nothing's going to change we're already fishing every weekend we might as well see where we stack up you know and it's like that first year learned so much like i i never ever would have thought about fishing for bluegills in the winter time in three feet of water but <laughs> there I was because <laughs> that's where we found them. It's like, holy crap. And they're, that is and they're just, bigger than the ones that are hanging out in 30 feet. Oh, it's just nuts. I mean, it's just, it's nuts. Like, and I would say like takeaway every year I do it, you know, you learn, you learn more and more, you know, every, as soon as you think you have these things dialed in, you don't like, it's just crazy to me how lake to lake, 
it can be so different. Yeah. Um, like so different. Same time of year, same everything. And and one lake across the street, you gotta fish the basin, and they're all basin fish roamers. There's nothing in shallow, nothing in the weeds, or there aren't weeds. And then you go across the street, like literally across the street, and that that lake has all of the fish are in ten feet or less in the weeds. Yeah, that's like, crazy. What? What? This doesn't even make sense. Like, I don't. What's going on here? <laughs> like. As a, as a, quite the giant learning curve in fishing. Oh yeah, it's just, it's just <laughs> it's always changing too. Yeah, it's just so interesting to like how different every lake is. I don't, I don't know how else to put it. Like it's just you think like a bluegill is a bluegill, a bluegill. Like this is what they do. This is what they do in the winter. They go here. You know, it's like no, there are no hard and fast rules when it comes to fish <laughs> no. or fishing. Like they just and they do what they want, and you just gotta you gotta let them tell you where they're at. Pretty much, you know. Um, don't get stuck in that like oh they should be here i don't know why they're not here well they're not <laughs> they're just they're just not so <laughs> let's go somewhere else because this isn't working <laughs> we can we can bang our heads against the wall all we want it's not going to put any more fish topside so let's why waste let's, your time let's move let's try something yeah. else yeah that's nuts so the moral of the story is you should get a team you should get a team together people can just just extend your wait time on your fish it'll be fine just tell me just tell me here it'll be fine <laughs> uh that'd be fun oh man i should you have like a showroom no i really don't showroom. have a showroom i've got a garage i work out of that half of it's like auto body stuff and half of it's fish oh you do do some auto body stuff yet yeah i still do some custom paint work on mostly like helmets and motorcycles nowadays Paint up a helmet. Paint up I've a helmet that things. looks like a big bluegill. All right. <laughs> sell that fucker on eBay. I guarantee it. Uh, I've done some airplanes. I've done some. I've done boats. I've done some pretty cool stuff. Really? That'll be kind of cool. In the in the day of wrapping everything, people are still painting stuff. There are still guys painting stuff. Huh. I did not know that. That's kind of crazy. Wrapping seems all the rage. Yeah, I mean, for bigger stuff, yeah, wrap wrapping is the way to go. Right, but a lot of the a lot of the Harley guys they want paint. Oh, I suppose. In fact, I don't know if anybody wraps a bike. I'm sure people do it, but when it comes to bike, I guess people right, want yeah. that's that's got to be paint. Yeah, people want custom paint for sure. I think you'd probably be like laughed out of Sturgis mm-hmm. if you showed up with a wrapped <laughs> bike, and, and you know it would be a rice burner too. I have seen I have seen some wrapped bikes that actually look pretty good. Like if you didn't know what you're looking for, you'd think it's paint. Really? The the technology and vinyl film has come a long way. I suppose. Dirty bastards. <laughs> <laughs> See Dork out, drink beers and watch that Orange County Choppers. <laughs> that was a pretty good show. I wasn't even yeah. a biker and I liked that show. I was like, this is pretty that cool. Was a, that was a cool show. The like the paint, the paint shop, the paints, like the paint jobs are pretty cool. But like, to me, it was more like the fabrication stuff when they got real, like cutting stuff down or adding weird chrome, this, that, you know, making a dragon bike or making a whatever. I mean, whatever the thing was like pretty gnarly, how they make that stuff work and custom shaped gas tanks. And it's like, what the heck? Dude, the, the talent those guys have just blows me <laughs> yeah, away. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it is like super, super nuts. 
you ever like you ever get creative on your fish and just like paint something that doesn't exist just for shits and giggles like <laughs> i don't know perch body or yeah, something yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually stick to stick to the customer's photo yeah i suppose well no yeah, i wouldn't kinda, say give a customer something kinda... weird but just like in your own <laughs> you just feel like in a rut and you just want to do something different and just like oh, i'm just gonna mm-hmm. fuck around yeah, i haven't really felt like getting weird like that no no yeah. maybe i put it in your brain we'll see <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing the right drugs yet, I don't think. We'll get you know, we'll get you there. No. Yeah, here's your forty seven inch musky <laughs> tiger slash large mouth. Tiger stripes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'd be cool though. I think that'd be neat. Uh oh, I now I know it. Here's a fish. Here's a bucket list fish for me, and for sure, no matter what size pretty much the things going on the wall would be an Arctic char. Oh, and spawning colors like oh, yeah. holy crap right red yeah dude those things don't yeah, even look cool real looking. dude those things are crazy looking like it's just it's just nuts that something like that is out there swimming it seems counterproductive like something's gonna eat you you really stick out like a sore thumb but i guess they're trying to be seen to get that loving on i guess mm-hmm. i don't know yep. grayling Peacock. grayling are Peacock cool it Yep, literally. Yeah, grayling are cool. Um, oh, yeah. Big brookies are cool. Yeah, I've done a couple brookies. Have those you? are fun. Yeah, those those got a lot going on for them. Yeah, so, trout trout are fun to paint. They're real little, color colored up males. Those little worm lines they got on them. Yeah, those are pretty dope. Uh, I've got my first sturgeon coming up here soon too. That'll be seventy-two inches because those things don't have a ton of. That's a big one. Those don't yeah. have a lot of color to them, so yeah, they're kind of bland. Yeah, there's not much going on there. It should be interesting. Texturing it would be a little difficult, I would think, though. You know, like, um, because they have that shark skin, right? So yeah. I've never, I've never done a replica of a sturgeon yet. So I'm hoping it's a good blank. I had to order it from a place I've never ordered from. Oh. So we'll see what it looks like when it comes in. <laughs> Sometimes they come in and they're pretty crude. Yeah, obviously that you know that triple tail bluegill thing you had, you had to you know custom modify that. But do you do much custom work? You know, if you get a blank, you just don't really like the way it looks. Do you add to it at all or modify it? Yeah, sometimes. Mostly it's like on trout, like just adding a bigger kipe to the bottom jaw. Oh, okay. Or modifying fins. That kind of stuff. I could see that. I could see that. There's guys that are good at like chopping and sectioning blanks and making it blend into where it looks like no one ever messed with it. But I haven't gotten that far yet. Do they? I mean, I suppose it depends on the fish, but like, let's say you catch a pre spawn bass and that thing's just like obese, pregnant, you know, you know, or one that's just feeding heavy or something where its gut is just, just ginormous do they make those blanks or would you have to they might get lucky and find a real fat one like that otherwise you'll have to like add to it and carve in your own scales what would that process be like oh you basically just body work you know a lot of guys will use bondo okay to extend the belly and then carve in the scales 
God little drum, Dremel tool. That would be a pain in the ass. That would just be so tedious. <laughs> would you be excited about a project like that, though? Would it be like, oh, I got on a, one. I got a custom. Spend a whole week just prepping one blank. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be excited about that? Would that be like, oh, this is something new? This is like, this is <sighs> a custom job where you'd be like, oh, God. Yeah, probably something I probably want to more do. Later. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably more than later. You're like, oh, fucking hell. Because, <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's more work and you're not getting paid anymore. Right. It's like it's per inch, not per how fat they are. So exactly, you're making less money on that one. I suppose that would kind of suck. Uh, that's just nuts. So we already established you don't have a, a YouTube channel. You don't nope. have a TikTok. Do you, nope. do you have a, Do you have a <laughs> Facebook page? <laughs> I do have Facebook. That's oh my prim- god! Primarily, how I run oh my my, my fish taxidermy business is Facebook. Let's see if I fire it up here. Let's see if I'm following you yet. Well, I'm pretty sure I am your like personal page. But do yeah. you do you have a business page? Yeah, I've got a business page. It's Anglers Touch Fish Art and Taxidermy. Anglers. English touch taxidermy. Yep. Fish art and taxidermy. That's the one. Yeah, that bluegill looks. So Put the fish crazy. art in there because replicas are really not considered taxidermy. Oh sure. Like taxidermy by definition right. is the movement of skin. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of a lot of back and forth fighting on some of the taxidermy pages oh, on social media about are replicas actually taxidermy? <laughs> glad I pulled this one up. And not just arts and crafts. Dude, it looks like that paint job is so good. Look at that bluegill. One that's right up on uh, eleven and a half inch bluegill. Oh, it's a skin mount. Eleven and a half. Man, that's a giant. Good. Yeah, uh, I need to. I need to add some more photos in there. I haven't. Posted anything in there for a while. That looks good. That crappie. That's a reproduction. Yeah, I like your style. Like it's very real. Like a, a lot of the, a lot of the um, reproductions I see, they're almost hyper colored. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Like they're almost. This isn't a good way to say it. Like, they like, almost look too yeah, good. Like, they like, like over, overly painted. Yeah, they just they look too good. You know, you're just like, right. I ain't never seen a crappie look like that. I mean, they don't look <laughs> bad. You know, they actually look really good, but it's like, yeah. I ain't ever caught a crappie that look like that. You know what I mean? Like, these are these look, like, real. There's a Laker. Ooh, a Laker has got to be kind of fun. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, I stood a mount for a guy not too long ago with two lake trout on one piece. That was super cool. All those little white splotches here, there, and everywhere. No, lake trout take forever. I bet. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking at a pike here. You got it's got those gold scale tips on it. <laughs> oh, my God. That would take yeah. forever, dude. Oh, my God. That looks really good. That looks really good. You do very, very good work. And that's what like, I noticed, which is why I reached out to you. And that's the hallmark of a good good job too. And the closer you get to it, the 
Yeah, I'm not afraid to post some close-up pictures. Yeah, it just they, it's almost more impressive the closer you get to it. That's and photos never do justice to a good damn. a good fish mount either. They're always a lot more impressive in person. Yeah, that's a really good rainbow too. That's what I that's I need a good rainbow. I caught a steelhead once up on the North Shore, but he wasn't that big. Yeah. It was well, I mean it was twelve pounds, but a steelhead goes. That's a good I, yeah, that's a good size one. Yeah, a steelhead goes, it wasn't that big. But like I've been down here, um Marachi, so I'll swing over to Whitewater and catch trout. I just love catching trout. They're so fun. They're so cool. Yeah, like, even the little ones. Like I'm just like, Yeah, little, little crazy cool, guys. Man. Yeah. That'd be pretty they're they're pretty awesome. It would be kinda cool to have like a like a little stream diorama set up with like yeah. each of our trout you know a brookie a brown and a rainbow on it would be kind of neat that would be neat i think pretty pretty sweet so all right everybody go and check out anglers touch fish art and texture me on facebook is that your only social media then Are you on yeah. insta no nope, not on, on instagram just on the face page oh my facebook. god dude, we gotta we gotta work on you here you yeah, <laughs> your social media yeah, I don't, know. I don't have time for all buddy. that <laughs> <laughs> too busy painting fish yeah I suppose <laughs> yeah, don't you got a kid or something you can be like hey you're my you're my web guy <laughs> yeah. get that content out there I know I'm bad at it too like I should have like I have a YouTube but I don't ever put anything on it yeah and like that was like part of my plan my original business plan was that like putting out videos and i just haven't got around to do it you know i need to get a i need to get some more gopros and it's something i say i need to keep i need to do and i just don't do it you just gotta do it you do it's just it just comes down to (laughs) you're you're never gonna do it personal (laughs) discipline like you just have to make it a job like as if you worked for somebody else like you have to show up you gotta do the work you can't be late you got you know and that's yeah. the hard thing when you're doing it for yourself is staying self-motivated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully self-employed, and I like to fish. So, <laughs> so looking at big fish all day doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes it tough. That definitely but, makes it tough. But I love it. I feel like I'm living the dream. Yeah, no, that's I, great. Doing what I love to do. It's uh, always, you know, it comes with its own challenges and its own stresses because, you know, the good and the bad of being your own boss. But I think yeah. most people I know that are have, have gone that route are wouldn't trade it. Like, they don't yeah. want to go back and work for somebody else and be a cog in the wheel and punch the time clock. And... Nice having a real short commute to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that too. Save a, save a lot of money on gas. Yeah, and that is, is huge a nowadays. huge thing nowadays. Boy, I can, uh, um, I'm super excited for my trip to South Carolina. What I am not excited about is filling that boat up with dock gas. Yeah. <sighs> That's going to be... Ooh. Yeah, it's just going to... It's going to be an expensive summer in general if these prices yeah. stay the way they are or keep going up, you know. At gas stations, they're going to start having a uh, a loan officer desk at Quick Trip here pretty quick just so you can get a <laughs> – what's the what's the interest rate on the on, on a full tank? <laughs> it's getting bad. Right. Like it's, it's, this is not good. Uh, two or three hundred bucks in gas for the truck and boat if yeah to go out for a weekend i mean honestly that's that's why i'm going to uh south carolina when i did i was just like as i often do just for shits and giggles like i'll just throw dates into the you know look for flights you know just like 
not really expecting to find anything. And I found some, there was like 500 and some dollars. I was like, no, that's ridiculous amount. And then I'm pretty much my own boss too. Like I choose when I want to work. So I was like, I don't have to go on a weekend. Like, so I punched in like a Sunday through a Thursday and I found a, a connect or a, uh, a one way to Charleston from Minneapolis, which is really rare. And then it was under 200 bucks. And I was like, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't man. I can't drive to northern Minnesota and back for two hundred bucks right now. Like Shit, no. fuck I'm going. <laughs> I'm doing it. I got a free place <laughs> to stay. I got a boat I can use. Like hell yeah, I'm out of here. Nice. <laughs> so while everybody's out here playing bumper boats, fishing for gravel carp in Minnesota, I'm gonna be be uh fighting with uh bull reds and sharks. It's gonna be great. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's a ton of fun, actually. I love it. The more the more salt water I fish the more I want to fish it. Yeah. That's a new challenge. You know, I don't, I don't get to do it all the time. So it's like, I like figuring out new things. And, uh, I've been doing a ton of research, um, since I've booked this trip and it's like, I really want to kind of break out and get away from our old traditional spots and find some new spots and hoping for good weather. So I can maybe actually get out. It's like, um, get out a little farther. And the waves aren't too ridiculous out there in the actual right. ocean. Because most of our fishing we do there is inshore. Um, but we go out a little ways. Um, the gas tank isn't very big in my brother's boat, so we can, we're pretty limited to how far we can go out. So not only weather limits us, but just fuel capacity. But I'm half tempted to just grab a couple five-gallon gas cans and strap them in. There you go. That would... Uh, that would extend the trip out pretty good. That'd be fun. But Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, damn right there is, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right. All right, well, give everybody your information, and uh, I think we covered everything. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, that was awesome. I appreciate you doing this, dude. This was. Oh yeah. This was great. Thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, you got a, a phone number to give anybody, or just have them go and reach out to you on Facebook. And yeah, just reach reach out to me on my Facebook page, Anglers Touch Fish Art and Taxidermy. There you go. I'll put a link in the description. All that, uh, all that good jazz. Sounds good. That'll be awesome. All right, dude. Have a good night. This was uh, this was fun. All right. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. We'll be in touch. All right. Bye. anglers search for the one they call king but who will take his throne tune in to waypoint tv's battle for silver saturday may 18th from 12 to 6 p.m eastern presented by abyss battery waypoint tv